Hello, and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. My name is Ross Heaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. started with today's episode. Today we're going to discuss a token called Polymath. As a reminder, our goal is to provide information about crypto assets to help the general public make investment decisions in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term price movements, so this show is not for short-term traders. Yeah, we provide information to allow you know the listeners to make their own financial decisions. Again, this is not financial advice here. Um, and we hope to provide sufficient enough information, you know, to kind of be the catalyst of your um, ever-growing research of crypto. So, you know, after you listen to this, read the white paper, continue learning. D-Y-O-R. Do your own research. Ah, acronym. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ross, you know, outside of the crypto world, polymath, you know what a polymath is? I'll tell you. Well, I won't put you on the spot. A polymath <laughs> is a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning. So some famous examples are Leonardo da Vinci, Benjamin mm. Franklin. But could it be that there are one or two polymaths operating in the crypto world today? Um, Brian, do you mean like Vitalik Buterin or Charles Hoskinson? Those? Ew. Well, I was thinking about a couple of the crypto masters, but I guess uh, uh, I guess yours will work too. But let's talk about the token. Well, I don't want to brag. Right now. <laughs> That's good, good man. Your your humility is impressive, because <laughs> um, it's a very interesting token, Polymath. Um, the focus of the Polymath token is on uh, security tokens, and a security token be, can be distinguished from a utility token. And I think we're all used to utility tokens. They sort of represent access to a network. So if you have to use the utility token, gas would be an example of uh, Ethereum um, acting as a utility token. Um, yeah, okay. If it's a utility token, the uh, use it to, uh, or the token represents the ability to buy goods or services from that network. So utility means it has a use, it has a function. That's a utility token. On the other hand, a security token represents either a, complete or a fractional ownership interest, or like a share of stock where you're essentially just investing and in, in, in if others do their work um, in a way that makes your uh, token worth more, then you make some money, that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's a security. So there's, you can see all kinds of examples, um, you know, stocks and bonds obviously are securities, but some other things are um, not so clear and some of the uh, uh, crypto assets have fallen into the gray area in the past. So a lot of oh, people, sure. yeah, a lot of people think that um, the next big boom um, in crypto, whenever that is, will bring on a, a, big, um, a big rush into the securities tokens area because the thought is people want to, comply legally this time, and we recall the ICOs of the past um, were not compliant, and some of them got hit by, uh, by the SEC. So that's kind of the, the space that Polymath operates in. 
Um, so to launch a legally compliant token, Polymath platform, they try to bring together issuers, um, lawyers, smart contract developers, KYC verification, um, all in, in a decentralized exchange. So, um, and they and they use the Poly token, so it's P-O-L-Y if you're going to buy the token, which you can. Um, that's what will be, is and will be used um, by the uh, Polymath network. So it hopes to help issuers provide legal, legally compliant security token offerings. For sure, yeah. And um, I got to say, when I first got into crypto, I mean, this was back in... I don't know, 2015, something like that. I mean, one of the issues for me was, I mean, what what a part of this is legal? And even even you still hear that. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's a it definitely you put it well. You know, it's a gray area. And um, you even led me to take a couple law classes at. Um, you know, I guess you can see on my laptop. I went to University of South Carolina, but yeah, I you know, law is still interesting, and how it you know compares to crypto is. Uh, you know, definitely an interesting subject. But, you know, let's talk about how you would use, you know, the Polymath network. Um, you know, suppose you wanted to launch your own token, um, you know, to raise some money for your project. And, you know, after the crackdown of the whole, you know, ICOs, um, you know, the unregulated ICOs, um, which, you know, if you don't know what that means, uh, initial coin offering as opposed to initial public offering. Um, you know, everyone was concerned about compliance uh, with laws and regulations um you know so polymath is solely here to help you figure all that and navigate that whole world and you know when you're when you're out to create a new token i mean brian do you want to be focused on you know the, your code quality how it works or do you want to be focused on this legal um stuff as they <laughs> say you know you, you want to focus on making the best token you can instead of all this bureaucratic legal bureaucracy stuff so i i think polymath is a great simple solution for that it just kind of helps you um not worry about it essentially yeah. so so yeah i think that's the use case right it's uh yeah. but it's it's companies or people who are going to launch some kind of platform or token or or something else and they just like we need to make sure this is legally compliant in all countries so that you know that doesn't basically shut us down. So yeah. that's when they're going to turn to uh, to Polymath and you know what it offers. Um, so you and you yeah. can see that. So that's its that's its uh, use case. Um, and you can see that being the case because you think about most people that we know who are um, sort of creators of crypto assets. They you know they're coders and things like that. They're not even know they really wouldn't know where to start. You know, oh, I, I don't yeah. know. They'd be like, I don't know a securities lawyer. I don't know any any you know issuers how to do this in a legally compliant way. So you know, <clears throat> yeah. that's the that's the niche being filled by Polymath and a couple of others um, are are in the space as well. And you mentioned ICOs and then you know IPOs. Most people are yeah. familiar with these are called and going to be called STOs, security yeah. token offerings. So that's kind of uh, what they hope becomes the new part of the lingo. For sure. Let's go into our, but but also for those of you who are just uh, like us, uh, interested in investing in the space, you can just invest in the uh, in the Poly token. Um, let's get into a little bit yeah. of the of the background about that. Poly uh, was launched in around January of 2018, so it's been around a while. It's not one of these uh, newbies. 
It has a circulating supply of 531 million poly and a total supply of 1 billion poly. And like we said, if you just want to be an investor, you can buy it on um, Binance, Hotbit, um, not on any of the major exchanges yet, not on Coinbase or eToro or Kraken. But yeah. if you want it badly enough, um, you can get it. Like I say, Hotbit mm -hmm. is available in the U.S. Binance is available in about everywhere else. So um, it is possible to get it. We said it's a, it's a token, so there isn't any mining. Um, but Ross, it is on a blockchain, but there was a change in that. So I'll let you touch on that. Yeah, for sure. So again, uh, you know, it started on Ethereum. Uh, of course. You know, uh, <laughs> is that just a central theme here? Everything it's, starts on theory. Yeah. But, you know, through its experience, you know, um, you know, they decided if we're going to be our, you know, dedicated to securities, you know, that, that's our sole purpose. We have to have our own purpose-built blockchain. And so, you know, Ethereum is a general purpose blockchain. Um, you know, you can create smart contracts for literally everything and anything, you know. Um, so they switched over to their own blockchain, and it's called PolyMesh. Yes, PolyMesh. And the PolyMesh mainnet was launched, or sorry, it's scheduled to be launched in uh, first quarter of 2021. So it's yep. coming up. I saw their so, test nets. Their test nets are out now. Test net is operation up. Yep. So for the new, for the new blockchain. So let me. Here's something that I found impressive about uh, Polymath. So, like you said, the public blockchain Ethereum wasn't working for it. Um, there were just too many aspects of how do we do this on a public blockchain. I think, um, you know, what for, for certain types of of security tokens, you can only be limited to like accredited investors. And so I think that was one of the issues. How do we do that with a public blockchain? So anyway, there were some other issues like that, which made them decide we need to be on a blockchain that's dedicated just to security offerings or security tokens. And so they did that. I mean, they start PolyMesh. So that's pretty impressive. We see a need. <coughs> Excuse me. We have to fill it. So we'll do it. And I know that when it was announced in 2019, Charles Hoskinson was announced as having some involvement with it. And I, I think he still does, but I haven't seen anything recently. Yeah, I, I haven't found anything either. Yeah. So but you hear his name all over the place. You, you, <laughs> you do. And you, and you hear it involved with this project, which gives it, I mean, really instant credibility. Um, but in any event, um, so they needed a, 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 their own blockchain, so they did it. And yep. the other thing that um, they needed was a a standard for security tokens. You know, ERC-20 is kind of the standard for uh, tokens generally on the Ethereum network, but that, again, had some issues specific to security tokens, so there needed to be a standard for security tokens, and Polymath, again, took the lead and developed the ERC-1400 standard, which has now become the standard for security token smart contracts. Yeah. So that's impressive. They, there were a couple things they needed, and they just did it. You know what I mean? They got their own blockchain, the PolyMesh. They got the own their own standard, the ERC fourteen hundred. So I'm impressed by that. No, and it, it really speaks to kind of the validity of the whole project. You know, they had a need for a blockchain. They did it. They had a need for a new standard of a you know ERC twenty token. They did it. They created it. I mean, yeah. this this is a huge like backing for the project. I think you know huge news. Right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about security tokens briefly. I know we, our last episode on 
was on Ravencoin, but um, you know, if you're just tuning in now, um, you know, one of the most important aspects of interior uh, security tokens is compliance um, with governing security laws, uh, regulations. You know, the the I don't know if you want to call it big and bad, scary, the SEC. The SEC. Not the Southeastern Conference, which the Gamecocks <laughs> are a part of, but yes, yes. Securities um, and Exchange Commission. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's the fear of, you know, a lot of projects, you know, is the big bad SEC going to come in and shut this thing down? And, um, you know, they're all, you know, security tokens are about appeasing the mighty SEC. Um, so, or... or whatever um, other jurisdiction they're in, they're equivalent oh, to that. Sure. So yes. in other countries, yes. we're, we're, we're in the United States, so that's the, the big I got a here. narrow mind about the SEC. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for that, Brian. But um, yeah, it's, uh, and uh, another, you know, um, sorry, I'm losing my place here, is, um, you know, security tokens can um, really tokenize real world assets. Yeah. Real estate, piece of art, um, stuff like that. So, right, and that's that's yeah. so that's really cool. I mean, sort of two aspects to this, like you said. One is the legal compliance, and the other is tokenizing real world assets. Um, so, in March of 2020, there was a large commercial project called Red Swan, and they tokenized a 2.2 billion dollar commercial real estate project using polymath technology. Um, so that was very impressive. And, you know, what Polymath says is they make it easy to create, issue, and manage digital, digital securities on a blockchain. Yeah. And, um, you know, another, a, a part of this security token, um, kind of world of crypto is owning, having that fractional ownership. So, you know, it, it's in real estate now, you know, you can go in with a buddy and split, you know, a property, but it's not seen everywhere. It's not. I mean, can I dare say it's not built into the system? You know, yeah. This is, this is built for that. Polymath is built for that. Security tokens are built for that. So, um, yeah. And it just gives a lot of more flexibility to owners, um, you know, if, or to the creation, really, for example, of a, of a large commercial project. You know, I don't know what the, the deep pocket guys do now, but, you know, they probably try to find another few guys who they know who have a, you know, a, few million dollars laying around to invest in a project but you know not all of us have that and so what the tokenization allows is you break it down into much smaller um, pieces that are able to be sold and then um, hopefully there'll be a secondary market for those and it just makes uh, all these um, tokenizing um, parts of bigger real world projects to be feasible so yeah. that's that's kind of what they're out to do. You want to, let me, let's just, we always mention the team involved. Um, here, it was, Polymath was founded by a guy named uh, Trevor Caverco and Chris Hauser. And Caverco is a Canadian, um, and uh, some of the background I saw on him, he was an early investor in Bitcoin. And then when Ethereum was first having its initial sales, he got involved in that and then just, you know, stayed active in the, in the area, um, yeah. which is very understandable. And there's one other guy who, who helped start it as well. Yeah, so maybe you already mentioned it, um, but Chris Hauser, um, he was a lawyer in Toronto before co-founding Polymath. 
Um, and the company is based out of uh, Barbados. I guess it's a bit warmer than Canada. So. Pro- their winters yes. are probably a little better than yes. in Toronto <laughs> or wherever else in Canada. But no, no, uh, no disrespect to our Canadian listeners. We love Canada. It's, yes, it's our fifty-first state. So, I'm, oh, sorry about that, Canada. Um, <laughs> no, Canadians are great. All right, let's. Um, Ross, I think we've 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 hit the highlights uh, of uh, of polymath. Um, you know, if, uh, if people want to get to know the, the details about it, do your own homework, but I think we've laid it out enough where someone can decide if it's something they might want to invest in or not. So let's get to final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go first this week, Brian. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Stamp of approval from Ross over here. Nice. I think, I think when I, when I tell people, you know, when it accidentally slips out at work, I talk about you know, Bitcoin or whatever to coworkers. I mean, the big thing is, oh, I, you know, is this regulated? Is this following rules? You know, is it is it legal? And I think security tokens with the mission of compliance and complying to laws and rules and regulation of certain con- countries, I, I, I see this being the next big thing as everyone's talking about. I really do. Um, yeah. I, when when the securities tokens bull market starts right uh-huh. that's that's kind of what you're waiting for and yeah so no go ahead did you finish no no that's it um all right so you're like it you're bullish you're gonna buy yes yes i'm definitely gonna you know sit on this one and wait and maybe we'll see a tcm token in the future the, the crypto masters yes i like the crypto it. Masters we mentioned token. that i think we mentioned that on the Ravencoin show too that we might tokenize something just to uh just to do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, might as well. The, yeah, the TCM token. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So my final thoughts. Uh, I think I agree, Ross. Um, I really like what they're doing. You, you can see the need for it because I'm, I'm a lawyer. Um, but if we were to start a token and wanted to make it legally compliant, I would pretty much be uh, scratching my head like most everyone else. I, I mean, I understand securities laws. I took the class in, in law school, probably dabbled in it in a little bit um, earlier in my career um, when I was involved in um, that aspect of, of the law and venture capital deals. But, um, you know, even now, I know someone came to me and put me on the spot. Hey, you know, what do I got to do to make this legally compliant? Well... You know, yeah, let me look into that, is what I would say. So um, for Polymath to make this available to, you know, really people who are coders for the most part and um, uh, people who do know crypto but don't know um, the law of, of, um, of securities and, and issuers, how do we actually do this? Yeah. Um, it really gives them a place to go. And, and I think that's... Um, that's very needed. It's great for them. I think, like, I don't know, Ross, what would you say now we have as real crypto assets? I mean, there's more than 2,000, but when you get down below that, I'm not sure how real they are. But right now there's a couple of thousand. And I'm just going back to the last, really, the boom in, you know, late 2017, early 2018, when all the ICOs came, right? A flood of them, an avalanche. Uh So I think that's what people are sort of waiting for to happen again. Once we get a big bull market 
and Bitcoin starts going up again exponentially, um, there's going to be a flood of more tokens. I mean, that, that's what and, and coins. So this is what everyone is expecting. Only they're thinking this time they're not going to go the ICOs. It's too risky. And oh, I for sure. Agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So to do it legally compliant, they're going to need something like this. My like this, I mean polymath. Um, my pause is, you know, it's not a mass market token, right? I mean, we can invest in it, but we're not going to use it as a mass market. Whereas, you know, a lot of the DeFi, say, tokens, um, you know, almost anyone in the public is, can, can, can loan and borrow money. I mean, we sort of do it every day uh -huh. now with centralized banks. So that's sort of, uh, th those are assets that are open to the general public. This is a pretty narrow niche when, when you think about it. How many companies are going to be um, making tokens, um, you know, and wanting to comply? So it's a narrow niche, but, um, you know, if the bull market takes off and if there's enough of them, then presumably, you know, Polymath has the, the, the tokenomics down so that, you know, that demand would make their uh, coin go up in value or their token go up in value. Um, so yeah, I'm high on I'm high on the uh, on the the platform, you know, the, the products and services in a sense that that Polymath offers. My I, I wonder a little bit about the demand. If the demand can get to the point where you and I just buying to, buying and holding, you know, being hodlers, um, is that going to make the value of our tokens go up enough to make it worthwhile? No, and uh, you, you kind of shocked my memory there, Brian. Uh, I meant to mention this in kind of my review. It's like, is this target market big enough to yep. really make it boom or anything? But I, I still think it's a solid project for this target market of you know projects and getting all their legal ends tied together. You know, I guess um, what yeah, they what their response might be is something like. Um, well, is Goldman Sachs a good investment now? I mean, because you know, part of their part of their role is is taking companies for IPOs uh -huh. or, or other investment banks. You know, they say, look, yeah. investment banks are profitable. So, in a sense, we're providing the services that an investment bank does now. So, yeah, of course, it's profitable. I suppose that would be the response. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. Yeah, but um, but still, you got to say, well, there aren't really that many. So, I don't know. I, I'm um, I, ha I have it on my list, okay, as one that I'm keeping an eye on. I guess I have it on my watch list Yeah. for Polly. I don't own any now. Do you? Uh, no, I do not. But I think I'm going to get some because okay. I – call me crazy, but I think there's another, you know, Bitcoin market. run up coming up. And like you said, more token, you know, more run up, more tokens being issued, and they're going to have to have a solution like this. Yeah, and here's my suggestion to our listeners – Find out if you think there's going to be a security tokens bull market. If if crypto in general has another bull market, are securities tokens going to boom? Okay, a lot of people think the answer to that's yes. And if you agree with that, if you're in that camp, then I think this is something you might want to invest in. Yeah, for sure. All right. Excellent point. I think we have covered Polymath, an interesting token. What do you think, Ross? Very interesting. Very interesting, Brian. I like it. All right. <laughs> well, that's been a, another podcast from the Crypto Masters. Yep. Guys, check us out. You know, follow us. 
like that subscribe button, subscribe that like button, give us that feedback. We love it. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, please subscribe. We have these coming out about once a week talking about different assets. If you're watching us on, um, on video, on YouTube, yeah, go ahead and do the subscriber thing. We're trying to build up, uh, build up a base and keep uh, bringing out new, new, uh, new tokens and coins to discuss every week. That's right. Thank All you, right. everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye.